In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kale's gloats. Surprise, surprise. Just talking about this book in general. I did so fucking well. You can't tell me I didn't. You did. You predicted really well. I so. did so well. I did so well. Let's see how well we did. Yes. I would, not you. You didn't do well. I did well. Okay. i so sorry. I killed it on these predictions. I'm just saying it's probably one of the better ones that we've had. And I was reading this book and I was like, fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. <laughs> Because I got a lot. Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and this month I reread Grave Mercy. And I'm Kales, and I read it for the first time. Yay, we're back! We're here! <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's been a long time for you guys, but it feels like it's been a long time for us. Yeah, it was a long... Yeah, it was a long time recording this time. What'd you say? It was like four weeks or something? It was like four weeks between recording, so we oh, feel weird. Yeah, we feel really weird. <laughs> and we're doing it like in a weird space we've never recorded in before, and we're like, what is actually happening? Um, <laughs> our setup's a little different, so we'll we'll see how that all goes um but yeah we're here this is novel predictions welcome if this is your first time i don't know why you're joining us on this episode you should probably go back and listen to the actual predictions episode which is kind of part one of how this works yep. um just just a thought and uh, novel predictions is where two best friends force each other to read books then they have to predict what happens in the book um and so this month we read grave mercy by robin lefaver which was allison's pick to make me read for the first time yes yes but before we get into grave mercy uh, oh, because we, we're gonna get into it. <laughs> it's gonna. It's. It, we got five hundred and eighty something pages to get into. There's a lot of content. Yes. To talk about. Um, before we get into Grave Mercy, though, I would like to announce the winner of our fiction naming contest thing that we did. Predictions Roulette. Predictions Roulette. Yes, I named it and I forgot the name. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so we did a bonus episode right before our Grave Mercy predictions episode where we wrote a ridiculous fan fiction based on the plots of the books we've already read for the podcast. So we also put out on social media a opportunity for people to name that fic because we couldn't come up with a name. Nope. And people are better than us. Yep. So our favorite name of those submitted was submitted by Carly Higgins. Yay, Carly. Woo-hoo. Um, And she called our fic a golden sensibility. I loved it. I was like, a golden sensibility. That sounds like so... It sounds so intriguing. I know. It sounded really good. It made our fanfic just sparkle. <laughs> so, yay, Carly. Um, I will reach out to you and you get some cool stuff from us. So yay. thank you for playing. Um, we hope to do more predictions roulettes in the future because we think it was crazy fun. Yeah. We're going to do it at least like twice a year or something when we figured out the math. I don't know how that works. Because there's too many weeks and there's too many. That's right. Things. Cal- yeah, calendars, calendars are suck. Yes, they do. <laughs> They're so I don't I don't understand it. I'm glad I didn't invent did not invent it. I can talk today. It's fine. I was DMing for like six hours, so I'm like, and then I introduced time travel into my world that I'm creating. Why would you do that to yourself? Because it's fun, and it's hopefully only going to last for a little while. <laughs> But Watch I gotta keep track like, of my paradoxes now. They're gonna find a way to like loop it a million times. Oh, they're gonna have to. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah, that's just how that's gonna work. So anyway, my voice is working. It's fine. It's been tested for the past six hours. Um, and we're gonna talk about Grave Mercy. Yeah. So give me your general thoughts. General thoughts. So 
I really liked this book. Yes. I was really, really happy with it. When it started off, I was like, this is badass and awesome. This world is super cool. The writing is really great. I love this slow burn. Um, the slow burn is good. The slow burn is really good. And, and the realizations are good. And the politics behind it were good. And I, I was like, yes, I'm so happy that I'm like reading this book and finally picking up on this supposed fandom that I had never noticed before. Um but then, oh, no, the ending happened, and I hated the ending. It Which was part? so the the whole ending, everything from when she like the poisoning and the whole like he's there was that section where like oh let's do as Mahina this shit, and then the one guy died, and it was like oh this will be the last kiss, and it was just so stupid, and then there was like it felt like nothing happened, like she didn't do anything, and I was like you are supposed to be this big old badass, and you didn't do anything, <laughs> and it was like you still got saved, and I was like so frustrated by everything this built up, and which I guess like in my head it made sense when I thought about it later that like a lot of this book was about the intrigue and the politics, and so like that's how it would come down, right. Rather than, like, a battle. Something, yeah. But at the same time, it still felt so lame to me. And I just was really disappointed in how this ending unfolded of, like, oh, we secretly got the sister out. And, like, it felt like a lot of it happened behind the scenes. And like, Oh, right. Like, a lot of what Duval did while she was Yeah, gone. and I was just like, he still saved your ass, even though he's supposedly dying. And then, like, at the end, I mean, I know the bad guy got killed, but, like, <sighs> I just was not. Wait, who? Who? Who got killed? Didn't the... Oh, no, she didn't kill him. No. That's right. So, but that's the thing. Right. So, I guess I just... I don't, I don't know. I guess I just was, like, highly disappointed with how intense and how awesome this book was. It just felt like it was, like, chugging along, chugging along, chugging along, and then it would just died. And it was like, ah, plah. So, you kind of feel like Ismay herself didn't have the, like, climactic Yeah, I felt like victory. that a lot of things happened... Right. I felt like a lot of things happened around her, but I understand that it was, like, a quiet victory. I get that... She had to learn a lesson, and I understand that, like, again, it was a political intrigue book a majority of the time, so, like, it's not going to be some big explosion, but I was still mad because I wanted something more than what I got, and I just was like, fine, I'm fed up with this, like, whatever. I didn't care by the end of it. I was like, great, cool, we just, like, happy ending the shit out of this, and I didn't also feel like there were any consequences, and, like, even when she, like, broke up with the majesty, the, the... The, the abbess. The abbeys. And I, I was like, I didn't care. <laughs> I was just really, I don't know. I was so done by the end of it. Um, and maybe that was the 500 pages. I don't know. I just felt like it was so leading up to something and then it didn't. That's how I felt. But I still really liked it. I think it's like one of my favorites that we've read. Yeah. Truly. Like more so than I've said with Golden Compass and all them. And I know I said it was only three stars on Goodreads, but that was just because the ending, I was so disappointed. So by the end of it, I was like, well, whatever. And it probably should be a four stars in my head. I just, nah. I have a question. So I had a problem. I have a problem with the ending too, but I think it's more specific than your problem. So I want to suss out something. It's also been like two weeks since I finished this book. So give me a second. I might yeah. have to remember. No worries. So the, how did you feel about the brother bringing the troops that like whole savior part? That's, that's the problem. That was the biggest problem. You? Yeah. Because I was like. You just, you came, <laughs> it's like, you were so badass. And it was just like, this came out of, I hate Duas Mahina. I always have hated it. I want the characters to, and it felt very Duas Mahina to me. See, for me, because I know I read your review on Goodreads, so 
um, you said Duas Machina in that review. And so you're talking about this battle being the Duas Machina. I think that like tracks for me logically without it being a Duas Machina, like Mm -hmm. Duval being, having the strength to be like, Hey, like you pledge loyalty to our sister. So you need to go get your ass in gear and save her. That totally made sense to me. The Duas Machina part that bugs me a little bit is the whole like, let's fuck and then all my poison will be gone. That I also fucking hate. That part I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I do, I get, if you think about it and look back at some of the other times where he was like feeling better, it was like after they kissed or whatever. But at the same time, I think I forgot that happened. Like, I think I forgot that they had sex and and he was magically better. It's it's not explicit. I think they- And maybe I just missed it. But now that you've said it, it was like- Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I didn't like that part either. That's the part that for me is like, uh, okay. Because also, why would she think that that would work? No, I don't know. Because she, there's a sentence in there where she says something like, I figured out how to save Duval, like, to herself. Yeah. And then I'm like, how? What? Like, do you want to ex- elaborate? Yeah, like, you just standing next to the god of death has made you have this epiphany of that your sexiness will I also wanted more of that. I'm sorry. When the god of death showed up, it was like, can we have an actual conversation? Or like, something like... And then I thought it was like, oh my god, it's like we're having a Percy Jackson moment, which you haven't read those series. You yes, read I like- have the first one. I read- oh yeah, you read the first ones. Okay, so like when the kids would have like those little moments with, with their, their parents. parents. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, that's. And it was like, yeah. well, that was unsatisfying. Yeah, cool. I agree with that. But yeah, so that was that was the one thing for me where I was like, um, really? Why you like touching him? And like, I they don't explicitly talk about them, like having sex, which I also got right. Yeah, um, but I I'm just assuming they did based on they. It's possible that they just like cuddled and like the poison came out of him. But I don't know. Well, because it like got onto him from his skin from the chest pieces, yeah. which was also fucking lame. I'm sorry, you're gonna administer poison through hands. Like he doesn't wash his hands. He didn't take a bath. Like really? Well, and I don't know if it's like the poison once it touches your skin, you can't like get it off. Like it's it's now in your bloodstream or what that, the deal was. What is but also, it's a chess set. Like, many, many people could touch that. Right? Like, d- some servants could have been having some side game going on. I know. And nobody touched this chess set? That's a pretty, like, wild choice to poison someone. And be like, ooh. But, and, like, also since he uses it as a strategic, like, p- board, not really as a chess set, how would Kernard possibly know what pieces he was going to touch? Right? I don't... Uh... So, I also love this book. Um... I still really liked it. I thought it was really great. For how long it is, honestly, the pacing is really good. No, it's so good. I I kept wanting to read it because I kept bouncing back and forth between listening and reading because I was still so interested. Right. And then what's interesting is I haven't ever, before finishing this book, read any of the other two. But the um, Kindle copy I was reading yesterday was, it had the first two chapters of Sabella's book. Nice. And I was like, oh, like, now I, like, really want to read Sabella's book because her book starts with her warning Ismay from the Tower of Delbra. Yeah. And, like, in just those first couple chapters, you get the sense that, like, she is in this really precarious situation with Delbret's, like, p- peers. Yeah. Um. So I'm really interested. I'll probably keep reading. I didn't keep reading when I first read the series, but now I'm even more intrigued to read I want to. I probably won't because of the nature of my job and having a really hard time reading books that are already published. 
but I did. I wanted, I was like, I'm in love with this world so much that I want to keep reading it because I don't give a shit about these characters anymore. When they're done. We're right. done and with their like, story. Okay, that's it. We're done. They're like, tangential. Right. But I loved the world enough and these women and I felt really bad for like the, um, the third friend who might become the Oracle. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, Aneth. Let's not talk about Beast. I'm going to cry. I well, was so... I think, I think Sabella and Beast are the next relationship. Based How? on those two chapters. I thought he died. No, he's, he got captured. <gasps> Delornay died. The, the really pretty boy one died. But Beast is captured in the basement of Delbreth's Oh, hole. my God. I'm here for that. Right. So I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm making you read the next. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You haven't read it. Okay. Um, well. No, but I like, like I said, I, this is probably like the. The fa- my favorite that you've made me read. Yeah. Because I really actively want to go read the rest of the series. And I did really like it. I just feel like that she hit, like, a certain word count and was like, and fuck, I gotta it. finish this. Like, yeah. that was how that went down rather than, oh, let me actually have my awesome heroine who, like, has been doing a lot of really cool things continue to do a lot of really cool things instead of just having sex and saving her life. Like, ugh. Ugh. Just frustrated. Um... And I get that. Yeah. And that's why it's a four star for me and not a five star. Yeah. If it was... And I think that's why it's a three star for me and not a four star. Yeah. I think that if the ending had been more empowering of Ismay, yeah. it would be a five star for me. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, yeah. I, I... Like I said, I really liked it. I just needed more in the ending. I needed something extra. And what a really good writer too like it it's so fascinating to me how she built this world and how you follow it and it's easy to fall into and learn about and i'm so impressed with that slow burn enemies to romance or enemies to lovers i'm i'm not the biggest fan of that trope but i was on it and like really happy with how it was going they spent a ton of time like learning how to trust each other and i think it was done really well yeah i also like there's one it's just a paragraph in there somewhere where they basically realize that they want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, they acknowledge it to each other instead of like pretending that that's not happening. And they're like, well, maybe in another lifetime. Like, yeah, maybe later. Maybe whenever the world is not falling apart. Well, and I think they say that to each other. They're like, yeah, they, maybe when this is done. Yeah, they like, know? they literally say it out loud, which I think is amazing. And it really breaks from that trope. What? They use communication? Exactly. And talk and use their words? <laughs> Yeah, because that's a thing. I know, ha- like half the stories you read with romance as the main, pl- a main plotline, it's all about miscommunication. Oh, it always and is. And none of their relationship was like that, and that was awesome to me. Yeah, no, th- there's this big joke about how Shakespeare's plays wouldn't work if there were cell phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like if there was a way to talk to each other, none of this would happen. Right. Um. But I'm happy that they talked to each other, and I'm happy that the political intrigue was so high that you were okay with them making this decision. Right. It broke your heart like it broke theirs, but at the same time, you were like, oh, I get it. We, like, have to save the Duchess. Like, this is a thing. And, like, that becomes the most important. And I love those examinations of loyalty and duty, and I think it's a really... It just was well done and well constructed. And even I'm still so impressed with that beginning that was like, let me give you five chapters of this exposition that's still action packed, introduces you into the world, and then I'm going to jump you into the real story because mm-hmm. you need it, you know? And yet you don't mind that it's there and it's kind of necessary. And I don't know. I just, I'm still very impressed with it. I'm so glad you made me read it. I just wish it had been a little bit more satisfying at the end. Yeah, I feel that. 
especially with how bad of badass of a heroine she is. Um, but also, while we're on this, just talk about this book in general. I did so fucking well. You can't tell me I didn't. You did. You predicted really well. I so. did so well. You're I did so well. Let's see how well we did. Yes, I want. Not you. You didn't do well. I did well. Okay. I so sorry. I killed it on these predictions. I'm just saying it's probably one of the better ones we've had. And I was reading this book and I was like, fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. Because <laughs> I got a lot. Not all of it, though. No, not all of it, but I got a lot. <laughs> the first question was, does the MC fall in love? And Kale said, so I'm convinced that it's it's this Duval guy that we've got here. The, the one that she has to go pretend to be his mistress. Yeah. I'm convinced it's him. Yes, she does. You literally said absolutely, and I wrote it down. Did I say it? Um, yeah. <laughs> you also got the guy right. You said Duval. I said it was Duval. But you also said that he would be marked by Mortain, so she would have yeah, to- Yeah, I got that wrong. So you got it wrong. So I got it wrong that he was marked by Mortain, but I was right in that she had to- She was supposed to kill him. Yes. Yeah. You did get that part right. And then you also said that he was betrothed to another, which was just totally not true. No, that was right. That was off base fully. But can we talk about Duval for a minute? Yeah. How do you feel about him? I I, I think I struggled with Duval. I still struggle with Duval with the same things in the beginning. And maybe it's just because, like, I am not as... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Like, he is so duty-bound. Yeah. I am not... As attracted to someone who is so, like, God, have some flexibility in your, just a little bit. You know, even I am very black and white, but it's, like, that was, he was so dedicated to something else. And it was just, like, okay, I get it. That kind of loyalty exists and you're chivalrous and have this way of thinking and shit. Um, But I, 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 I like him. I think he's good. And a, a, I love him as a brother. <laughs> I No, I do. I think he's an excellent brother to them, the the two sisters. Yeah. But something about him still is just, like, rubs me the wrong way of, like, just, just break a rule! <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I like him. I just, like I said, it's just a little bit of something. He just didn't have enough rebel in him for you, even though he was... Because he was rebellious against the council because they were against his... Right, but, like, we knew the council was, like, it was not, nobody nobody was rooting for the council. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we all were rooting for Duvall, but it was like, oh, my God, if you could just, like, adjust your thinking ever so slightly, we'd be okay. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Why'd you ask the question? No, I'm just, I'm just wanting you to expound. Okay. Um, I think that he's, I like him, but I do think, like, I'm way more compelled by, like, Beast me too. Um, which I'm excited that he's going to be the. I was even more compelled by Delaney. the no, not the pretty boy, the brother, the conversation oh, she Francois. had with the brother Francois. I yeah. was like, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. he doesn't. He didn't. He felt two dimensional to me of like love of country and duty and love of Esme. I think that's that's it. I think he has he's doesn't get a lot of characterization. And I think the reason it feels so flat is because Ismé has a ton. Yeah. So you, she is built up, and we know so much about her past, and we know all of her inner thoughts, and because we only get the perspective of from her of Duval, I feel like we lose a lot. I feel like this story might have been even better if it had picked a dual perspective. 
Maybe. Even, yeah, even I would just, have been interested in it. Even just a couple of chapters yeah. sprinkled in where, like, we get what he's thinking. Because he can't only be thinking about his the sister. The the whole time. And Ismay the whole time. Right. Like, there's got to be other stuff going on. Because he has friendships. So how did mm-hmm. those build? So and I, he had a relationship with his mother that all got torn apart. You know, like, that... It, it feels like he's like a uh, like a paper stick doll, and he's like the two dimensional of love of duty in country and love of Ismi, and then the stick is like, oh yeah, I also have this terrible relationship with my mother, and that's like all that's built up of him. Yeah, and like he's those damn it, damn it, damn those it. three things I think make him compelling enough to right. like pull the romance forward. Yes, but eh. have a flaw. Yeah, have a flaw. Right, he doesn't. Does he have a flaw? He does. That he's too loyal, and too rigid, and too chivalrous. He's, like, too perfect. But that works for him in the end, so it's not really a flaw. Like, maybe he's not flaw. Oh, maybe he doesn't have a flaw. That's kind of really unappealing now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe his flaw is that... I mean, I don't need him to be a rebel. I don't need him to no. be a bad boy. I actually kind of fucking hate those. You know, like, I'm gonna save him. I don't need that man. Right. But I, I need, like... He doesn't seem realistic. Like, who is this dude? I can think of it as, like, maybe... Like, a young soldier who, like, is so duty-bound. But... Even that doesn't feel right. I feel like that there's always a reason they go into service and a reason that they do this. And instead, this guy's like, I was born into it. My brother, my father died. I feel like it's less that he doesn't have a flaw and more that he doesn't really have a weakness. Maybe it's a weakness. Because I feel like... Because even Esme is not a weakness for him. Right. Well, and I feel like especially in that scene where she almost kills his mom and then doesn't. And then she comes back and, like, tells him. And he doesn't... He's not even weakened by the idea of his mother's death. Like... I don't know. There no, wasn't there wasn't very much contention. So talk about a very powerful scene. And I know that we're like gonna get when we get to the, the the whole I was right about her journey in general. But like that was an excellently yes executed scene. Like it's one of my favorite scenes in the book. It's amazing. It's so good. Anyway, especially because what's her name? What's the mom's name? I don't know. My dad. They just call something. her the French whore. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't want to dehumanize her in that I know. way. But that's what the abbess calls her. Yeah. Um. I'm forgetting her name, but she like fully accepts it. Yeah. Like the her her acceptance of her own death is just really powerful. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. So what's our next question? Um, what tropes do you think you'll see? Kale said. So enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. I said that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're gonna see um we've already got like some secret society shit in here. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty convinced that we're going to see a traitor. I was a lot right on this one, too. Yeah, okay, you said enemies to lovers, obviously true. Yep. Um, I also said a traitor. Hold on. Ah. We're getting there. There's an order. Had to pretend they're in a relationship. Ah. That's true. Um, Ding. A secret society. Not so much. More of like a an underlying, like, loyal section of the... But I would say that the abbots, they were like, aren't those of nightmares? Like, that was the secret oh, society. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess the like, abbey kind of is. And how they were is. really we- real. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Okay. I'll give it to you. They, yes. Um, A Ding. traitor. Ding! Yeah. Um, you also had maybe the whole abbey's organization is corrupt, which is not true. It was Cronard I guess it was Manipulating Cunard. them. But. But. Okay. But. No, no, no. We're going to stop here. I'm going to argue that it is. Because. I'm going to go back to the last final conversation she has with the abbess. Mm-hmm. And I also th- I also do want to talk about this too. I found it so interesting that she was like, I believe in the God, but I don't believe in the church. Mm-hmm. And it's totally a faith versus religion thing. Right. And so in my opinion, she like 
it is not proven to us one way or the other if they are nefarious in their um, dealings. But the fact that she's able to separate the two in my head is like, yes, they may not always serve death. They serve themselves still. And like that wasn't proven, but she had enough suspicion about it to detach herself from them. And that's another really powerful scene when she stands up to the abbess and is like, no, I'm a daughter of death and I serve him, but I don't have to do it the way you tell me to. Right. And I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. I think that. I don't have to be right, but I love that scene. And I'd love to just talk about like that whole concept that she has of because it's this really interesting destruction of loyalty and sort of like this kind of glass shattering moments for her. And her whole journey there has to do with at the end, like, what does she believe in? And I find that so fascinating in a YA book of like, yeah, it's got romance. Yeah, it's got political intrigue. But at the core of this is a crisis of faith. And that's so interesting to me. Well, right, because she spends the entire time hoping that these en- these obvious enemies of the Duchess will have the mark and do all these things. And then w- in the scene where she saves Duval's mother, she totally, like, reimagines what those marks mean. Um, and I do think it's interesting in that scene with the Abbess, and I remember it. When I was remembering it before I read it, it it felt less contentious. Like, it felt more like the Abbess was like, oh, maybe you're right. But in reading it, she is not having it. No. She is not having it at all. She's like, um, no, you're just out now. Like, goodbye. Well, see, to me, it's like it was an e- – I don't know, maybe just, again, coming from a very, like, Catholic household that I was able to very much relate and understand in that moment. And, like, when I look back on the whole thing of, you know – Death, in a way, is this this entity, this God, this thing she believes in is very similar to that of someone who, like, grows up in the Catholic Church. And, like, you go to Mass, you get confirmation, you you are an altar server, you do all these, you know, you, you like, follow this certain line of it. And you're so loyal until something challenges that. And something is this, like, again, crisis of faith that makes you have to reexamine what you believe and has to make you, like, reinterpret what you know and then choose moving forward how you wish to handle that and live your life. And to me, I can't think of a YA book that does, that handles that in the same way. Yes, this is not Christianity and I'm not trying to make it political or religious in that sense. I am in the sense of, you know, whatever is that thing that you hold true, that ideal that you grew up with and that you were raised into or whatever, the way you believed it, and having to then choose it or something different in your life is something that I think is totally underrepresented in YA. And I really, really appreciated that in this book and how she did the whole complete journey, whatever her end result was, whether she went back to the Abbey or in this case, she didn't or served death or didn't serve death or whatever. I just thought it was so I don't know. I really liked it. And I was so interested well, in I think, that. I think, if anything else, that was the only part of the ending that was satisfying to me. Yeah. Well, I think it is, again, because the writing is so well done, it takes the full journey and you get it and you don't necessarily realize it's not like shoved down your throat. Yes. Like, it's subtle. The mm-hmm. way she's she's developing these doubts and Again, it feels natural, like right. the, like the romance. It doesn't feel insta-love. It doesn't feel like she suddenly just abandoned all these ideals or adopted these new ones. It was a journey. Yeah. And 582-page journey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I, yeah. That's what I felt. 
yeah, no, I think that that's a really awesome point. Also, uh, can we talk about the traitor real quick? Yes. Super obvious. Yeah, it was it was obvious to me too, and I don't. Yeah, I was like, you're a dick. Also, I was like, you're a man. Yeah. Why didn't they get a female spy in the? I don't know. I just was like super wary of this whole like, why is this man their only outside liaison, and he's like obviously a dick and obviously tampering with the Raven and just it was so obvious to me. I just I really didn't think that the mother had anything to do with it. I just didn't believe any red herring they gave me. I just also think it's interesting though because there are many traitors in this book. Oh yeah. He is the traitor to I mean he's like I don't know. He he's he's betraying the most people, I guess. Yeah. He's betraying Isma, he's betraying the abbess, he's betraying the Duchess, all these things. But like every other goddamn person is betraying the Duchess, except for Duval, and randomly the captain of the armies. He's like fine, I guess. Like, like appara- apparently he's just like loyal enough. Yeah. Um, but the whole Delbrecht part of the story is like very gross and impactful and super well written. Can we talk about that scene also between her and the Duchess when she saves the Duchess? Yeah. And how Sabella... That's another thing Sabella sorry, does. Sorry, that, like, sisterhood for me. Like, oh, yeah. that moment when those women united over this moment of hurt and just Near danger. Trauma. And drama. Trauma. It was... And how one helped the other to help the other. Oh, so good. So good. Loved that. And loved how the Duchess then, like, trusted her from the, then on. Again, well written and well done. And, like, I think about it and how visceral it was and... I think the hardest yeah. part for that of that scene for me, and in this book maybe, in general, one of the biggest betrayals, because Delbrecht's just a dick. Like, yeah, he's a, he's betraying her, but like it's pretty obvious that that's happening. The betrayal of um, Madame Dunant, her governess, <laughs> is what maybe the hardest one for me to swallow because that woman has been taking care of her since probably birth, mm-hmm. and she is so power hungry. That she's willing to put her in a situation where she's assaulted and forced to marry someone who's horrible and has driven six different wives to early graves. And, like, that betrayal for me was maybe the hardest one to to handle. It was rough. It was... Yeah. Except, though, (laughs) at first, I thought it was the mother because of the madams. (laughs) I fucked up. I forgot she had a governess. Oh. So when the betrayal was happening and like yeah. the firing and stuff, I was like, wait, "You thought wait, it was wait, Duval's wait. mom." I thought it was Duval's mom. Oh my god! I was I had to go back because I was like, "Hold on, I missed something." Wait, why would that? I was like, "Why would she? Why is this a problem?" I was like, "I thought we didn't like her already," and then it was like, "Oh, there's a different one." Yeah, the governor. I had to really think about it. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I'm also, and I'm hoping, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I'm hoping that Isabel was like being poisoned and is not actually sick. I really hope that too. Because yeah. I don't want her to die. I don't know if we're gonna get an answer to that. Well, they're, I mean, the they're like in the books. Okay. Like this is a continuing story of the second French, yeah, Brit, Britannian, Britannian, whatever. Okay, let's go move on to our next question because yeah. jam. Okay, I could talk about this book for a really long time. 582 pages, Allison. Can wait, I reiterate wait, that? Real, really quickly, um, you also said a hard heroine that will soften. Uh, ah! I think she softened to the idea of love, but she also killed a bunch of people. Yeah, she did. 
And I was very happy that she con- continued to kill people. Me too. Um, and then you also said that all the noble women will be mean, which is true except for the Duchess. I said yes. If we want to get semantics, I said all the noble women and not the women That's what I said. girls. Oh come on! <laughs> you did not even know the age. No, of the I didn't. I didn't know. I don't didn't. even. But I did fuck up the love interest with the Duchess and the yeah Duval. And I texted Allison. I was like, well. That was wrong. <laughs> I think it was like, well, that's awesome. It was like five pages later. Yeah. It's so funny. It was awesome. Okay. So the next question was, is there a mentor? Kale said she's not necessarily up on the uppity up of all the noble court things because she keeps talking about how she ditched the one lady's class. Yeah. That she's going to like help her out. And it's like, you know, one of those scenes where like they're sitting at the dining room table and she's going to pick up the wrong fork and the maid is like coughs. And so she picks the other one. You okay, know, she's going to help her with like her social etiquette. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like it's not going to be like an old lady mentor. It's like a friend who teaches her the ways of the court. I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's not really one. No. I mean, the maid, like Lucinda or whatever her name is, Laura and the little maid person. Who, like, jokes with her about sex and blood on the bed and whatever. And is like, oh, oh, it won't always hurt. Um, yeah. No, she just she just kind of looks out for her. Yeah, I she's thought. not really a mentor. No. Um, she didn't really have a mentor at the palace. I think that she d- obviously had mentors at the abbey. Right. She was in that. a school situation. Yeah. Um, but the, she was very much on her own yeah. in the, in the, 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 what is it? Kingdom? Cal- palace? Castle? Mansion? What is it? I think it was a palace. Palace? Cool. <laughs> That place. In the other place. Yeah. I think, if anything... Yeah, because she didn't even, like, learn any new skills or... Mm-mm. No. Nope. Yeah, I just think she didn't. I just think, didn't think a mentor existed after she left Which is school. kind of refreshing, actually. Yeah, I liked it. I was she okay didn't need that. one. Nope. Killing it. <laughs> Killing it. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, The next question was, who's going to die? Kale said. Well, <laughs> no, two guys, bad guys. Probably a lot of people. Probably a lot of people. Um, if it's anybody important, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think anybody we've met so far is gonna die. I said no one. You said no one, but you were wrong because Dillarnay dies. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Dillarnay. She also kills a bunch of people, but that's but not we, irrelevant. But we kind of we said that, yeah. that was obvious. We just were like, we they're not gonna be consequential people, like, yeah. you know. I, 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 yeah. But, I mean, De- but like, does die. We didn't, we hadn't met him yet, though. Fair. So you didn't necessarily know about him. But, like, I also, I, I, I wasn't going to be used as a plot point, I said. Like, the Duchess wasn't going to kick, yeah, there was kick no, it or, like, Duval or, right. you know what I mean, the mentor, if there was one. Like, you know, in my head, I was like, no, I really think she's going to, like, turn it around in terms of killing people. Yeah, um, there was no, um, like, catalyst death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I actually thought that was refreshing. I well, was okay with the people that she was killing. The only thing, actually, with Delaunay's death is, so she he talks to her before he dies, and she uses the whatever, the special knife. Yes, um, the special knife on him, which I think is such a cool invention. Sorry, to me, I was like, that's kind of cool. But I think at that point was it was a slightly a turning point for her from vengeance to mercy like she had that whole internal monologue so it is important to the her character development not just just not so much to the plot that's okay i could take a 50 50 on that one but i think that's pretty good yeah okay what was the twist kale said well i think the twist is that i really think that she's gonna have a turn of heart 
somehow, which might make her lamer. It would actually be really cool if she like stayed badass assassin the whole time and actually ended up killing the love interest. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, she's not been told to kill the love interest yet. No, I know, but in my theory, he's going to die like he's going to be oh, marked. Oh, he's going to be marked. That's right. Right? He's going to be marked. And in my my predictions right now is that she's not going to kill him, but it would be really cool if she did. What did I say, traitor? You said, no, you said, well, kind of, you said something is weird with the Abbey. Things are not as they seem, which is pretty true. Yeah. Because they don't, they obviously are not fully aware of where these edicts of death are coming from. Nope. Um, And you said. I think I said the traitor was a twist. No. No? But that, I mean. The traitor is like traitors are always think, twists. Yeah, it's always twists, yeah. I don't know. And you said, but you also said this is not quite true. Uh, I don't know. We could argue it. Um, you said that the abbess is like knowledgeable and in on the, the, tr- the plot. Yeah, I don't think she is though. I gotta be honest. I, I think I she's just ignorant. I think she was just ignorant, and I think she's bl- like blindly following this rule set of faith, and which I think is always dangerous, and not questioning what she believes, and not even listening to this young. Like, again, I loved in that scene how she was like, I realized that the abbess was jealous because I had seen death and she had not. And it was like, ha ha, middle finger. You know, it was so good. Um, This really awesome moment when she realizes, uh, Ismay realizes she has the upper hand. And so I think, I don't think that the abbess was like in on the political plot, which is what I know I meant by that. Um, I am interested just in like a backstory kind of way that we'll never know why she trusted Cunard so much. That's what I'm saying. Like, why was it him? Did he like pay them off? Did they like have sex and were like lovers before she figured out she was a maiden of death? Like the whole, I don't know. It was just, well, and it's weird because I know that there's a lot of trust around Cunard because he was a war hero and he was like their father, like the Duke's late Duke's, most trusted right, advisor abbess but why her right yeah. why that shouldn't have any effect on on her relationship with him so that always know. that's something that's still a mystery to me because without that trust in him none of this would have happened no that's what i'm saying like where did that come from and why was it a, like i i think if i just remember it being like why is this abbess this abbey of women relying on solely on their connections to the outside world through a man. That's like one channel of information that you're having. That's like one boat on an island that's sending your mail and the mail carrier could be tossing shit in the sea. Like that, why is that the analogy I came up with? I don't care. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, but my, that's my point is like, why did you do- devote it all to one person? I didn't, what the fuck? <laughs> like I didn't understand that. Can I also, what the fuck real quick, the witch? Oh, the hedge witch? Yeah. What, that, that was what about was, it? Well, why did that? I just don't. It was weird to me that it like popped up and then like went away. It was like, oh yeah, I, it was another scene that I felt like she was like, oh, I got to tie up these things that I originally introduced. And I also, I get why her scarring mattered, but I also was like, the story didn't need it. Like it didn't, she wasn't, it wasn't a thing. Like I made it more of a thing in my predictions. Yeah. And it ended up not being anything. It was just like your mom tried to get rid of, or your dad, your stepdad, t- whomever, father tried to get rid of you after your mother slept with death. Like, right. I mean, sure, she got to forgive her mother in that way, but like, did she need to? It, like, what? It, that whole like underlying, like, my mother hates me and abandoned me didn't, it, in this 500 page book, it just would have cut a couple, cut a couple of things. I also think that, I agree with you. I think that that scene 
was odd because I didn't feel like she was pining about her mother hating her. And then all of a sudden that scene happens and she's like, oh, now I can not worry about that. And I'm like, were you worrying about it before? Because you never mentioned it. Really? Did we need to go to the head witch? Like, did we need, was that a thing? Like, we had to do that. We couldn't have figured out the poison shit from somewhere else. Like, it was that woman. And I don't know. It just was weird to me in that her, like, scarring didn't matter. It didn't make her special. It didn't, like, do anything except physically mar her which i will say like i do kind of always like that in ya when they're a little bit more self-conscious about how they look which is i think as a teenager very very valid whether it's not it could be big scarring or freckles or eye color difference or hair big teeth whatever it is i always i like that in ya when it's like oh you're not chiseled um i think books do a way better job of that than when they cast 21 year olds to play 16 year olds in movies and I don't know. It just didn't. I was like, why is this here? And it also came out of nowhere. It was like, all of a sudden, I'm off to see the head witch. And it was like, wait, 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 wait. go back to the pillar. We were doing with political stuff. And now it's like family drama again. It did feel a little bit out of place. I don't know. It just felt disjointed. And I think I think her talking to the head witch is not something that we didn't need. But maybe we should have put it like when they went to the village the first time. And something. She, and she, when they went to meet the... Poor guy. (laughs) I miss him. I was so sad when he died. I'd forgotten that happened. Yeah. And um, he was, and then how his soul like told him that her his intentions were like totally good and happy and. I was I was devastated when like the French. What he wasn't French. What was he Roman? The Roman guy, right? He was with the Roman Empire. No, he was the the. Well, he like had his own little kingdom. I guess yes. It was it was part of something. But I was like, <laughs> lost love. I guess he died too. Yeah, he, he died. Was somebody important. And that did that was a catalyst. That was a huge deal for her. Yeah. Because she was like, how could he have died? And the poor Duchess. Oh. And she's like literally twelve. I know. Like I love this boy because she's twelve. And then he dies. And he's like, I've already been married and have a kid. And like. <laughs> yeah. And then he dies. And then her options are like the literal, uh, like, sexual abuser or no one. Or like some French power taking over her kingdom. <laughs> just it's so, awful. So- no, I know. I just. Oh, God. Thank God we don't live in that kind of society anymore. Yeah, really. Thank you, all of those women who fought for our rights. Many, 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 many years ago and who continued to do so because holy fucking shit. Yeah, um, for real. Okay, so yeah. that was the twist. We were we were talking about the twist at some point in that conversation. Um, that, is that what we did? Yeah. <laughs> that, that the Abbey was fucked up. Um, oh okay, so here is the next question. Why is the story from the MC's perspective? Kale said, Mark is weird to me. Okay, something about something, her scar. Yeah, her scar is... Ugh. And she's older than the other girls. Like, why did it take her so fucking long to find her? She's not chosen one special, but she's special. And this is where I butchered it. Yeah, this was a, yeah, yeah this, this was where yeah, this is where this you went off part. the rails. Yeah, um, I tried though. <laughs> I mean, you were trying to make something out of what you had, and right, which is fine. And I, I like, I still like that it was from her perspective. But I agree that I think it should have been dual perspective. Because I would have loved to know what Duvall was thinking. Would have loved to have a little bit more of his, like having lived in the castle and all this stuff, and having been involved in this political intrigue for so long. I do like that she gave us the lens of Esme, who didn't understand what was going on. So it was an easy way to tell the reader what was happening. But it would have been interesting to see from Duvall's perspective how that worked. 
Um, and as to why it's from her perspective, I'm still not sure. I think it has to do with the death shit, but I don't know. I think it seems to me that she has a pretty unique set of powers from death. I guess the poison shit. Poison stuff and, like, her not knowing... Like, the Abby never told her about her her being able to take poison from people. Oh, that's true. And yeah. they didn't obviously know about the souls passing through her and, like, giving her memory fragments. Uh, yeah, that's also true. Um, I don't think she... Because she discovered it along the journey, they never taught her how to, like, contact people after death. And she did that oh, a bunch yeah, of times. Oh, yeah, she did do that on her own. So I think that she's and she just was like, powerful. yeah, I never learned how to do that, yeah. I think she's just powerful. But I also think it's one of those things... And we had this with a different book, too. It may have been uglies, where it was really a, like, right place at right time kind of situation. Yeah. Like, she needed a heroine to go to the court from Miss mm-hmm. Abby. And so that's, like, she pulled one out. So I don't know that she's – I don't know that her – she I think she is special, but I don't know that her being special has anything to do with her being the main character of the book. Right. If that makes sense. No, I can I – can, I see that. But I'd be interested to know, and this is whenever I'm going to get the chance in my life to read the other books – if death visited or will visit Sabella and, and yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the third sister's name? Aneth. Aneth. Yeah. That, that would be interesting to me to see if death pays them a visit. Um, Cause obviously that's a rare thing right. that sighting. Um, and then now I'm even like more interested in like, well, what is courting darkness about? Like that's, I'm so, I know. And I'm well, like, and I was looking, I really want to continue this series. Like, and, and again, I love these political intrigue YA books. Like they, they see, they remind me of like courtroom dramas in a way of like how manipulative and intelligent and, and social society driven these ideas are, you know, I had a half a mind to make you read the queen of the tearling next because that's another book. That's like fantasy. No, it's very similar in terms of fantasy, politically driven, really like highbrow writing that type of thing but i was like i don't know if i can handle another one so i didn't (laughs) so that's not what you're reading but it reminded me a lot of that that's one of the other few books and i've heard winter's curse does the same thing okay i've never read i haven't haven't read read winter's curse either on my like long list yeah Mm -hmm. but so i'm excited i want to read courting darkness too because apparently i was reading a synopsis of it It oh see i haven't even looked at that it looks like it's about it's sabella partially so I think it's, I think it's Sabella who goes to the French court okay. and there's an agent of death who's been, a handmaid of death who's been there undercover for so long that she doesn't even know. Like, so it's from her perspective, I think, and maybe partially from Sabella's. Um, so she like doesn't even know what she's supposed to be doing there anymore. She's just like been there for years. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay, see, yeah. But like, she's like, I'm so intrigued really... by this world. I know. And some really great heroines, like really good ones that have depth and conflict and, you know, rewards and tragedies and humor. There's some of the really smart, you know, and that's cool. I don't know. I feel like it's so hard. These mid-list YAs, I really wish they had a better place, you know, and I, I don't get me wrong. There are, you know, the amazing YAs that come out and get all the rep and all the, the hype. But there are some real, like, I wish I would have known about this right. in 2012. It's been seven years. And I really wish I would have heard about it seven years ago when I was 20. You know, like, that that would have been, I don't know. I probably would have also appreciated it and maybe loved it a little bit more at that age. Right. Because um, sometimes when I read why I'm like, I've outgrown this. 
I didn't feel that way with this one, but there are some YAs that I'm like, yeah, it's talking about John Green. I can't. Yeah. Talk about John Green. I'm I'm working into that. I think it's hard for me to detach to John Green because it like means so much to me. But like when we read Vault in Our Stars, I was like, oh wow, a lot of this is overrated. <laughs> Okay, so um, just so that we do this, yeah. Uh, why the story is from the MC's perspective. Here's what you actually said. Oh, I'm not no. sure how much you're going to clip in. Oh, no. So <laughs> you said it's something about her scar. That's a lie. That's not true at all. Um, because she was older than the other girls at the convent. That nope. means nothing. And her sister and mom know more than... Oh, my God. They just never came up again. <laughs> so we still... I still don't know who died. I think her mom died, but I don't it know... It sounds like her mom died. But we're, but then I want to know about her sister. Does her sister, sister probably just like, later, maybe? Maybe. But it's not about her anymore. I know. I want her sister to be around. Maybe. I don't know. Fanfic. Yeah, I know. Somebody right. I bet it exists. And it totally does exist somewhere. Um, is that all you said? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. That's, that's Well, those were wrong. I would say that's like a solid B minus or C. Yeah. On what I did there. Like that, that I'm rather impressed. You did pretty good overall. I think so too. Yeah. And I think, which is good because this book is not, I I I don't know. I missed a lot. Like I missed a shit ton. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what I did pick out was pretty good. Yeah. Like I missed the whole, like the Duchess and I miss anything doing with the Duchess. Yes. I didn't get a lot of that in the beginning, but like her storyline, the assault, I missed out on any moments about sisterhood. I immediately deemed all the women being bitchy. Like there, you know, again, moments of, I did never said she was going to interact with death. Never even crossed my fucking mind that like he was going to appear. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that there, what's so great about reading this epic fantasy is that we did get a lot and I'm really happy that we got a lot and I want more. I'm so glad that there's more. I just wish my job didn't, I wish I could read a little bit more about what I wanted now, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, I felt guilty for the romance I read this, this past oh month. Gosh. I did. I was like, <laughs> I don't care that it was written in 2012. I'm reading it. Um, and I liked it, which was good. I pulled it off of used bookstore shelf. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I like it, and I'm glad to hear that you haven't read the series either. It might be something fun in the future just as friends to be like, hey, I finally picked this up. It's so good, you know? Um, well, and I- or maybe it might be one of those times where if one of us reads it ahead of time, it's the first sequel we do. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah. I I think that this book, like, really shines, and I think it should be more widely known. So yeah, I'm glad that we – I'm glad that I had read it so that we could do it because I think – Getting it, encouraging people to read this book is something that I really wanted to do because it's so good. I agree. I think it's really good. And I almost might move my rating up, but I don't know. I'm such a harsh rater. It's hard for me. Like, it's hard. And I've been thinking about it, too, as I'm like, just, again, as a reviewer and being in the publishing industry, I'm like, I just realized that, like, a three-star review is actually, like, not great for authors. Like, you need to be way more casual. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, three stars is great. But to some people, like, and when their averages shift and you see it on a Goodreads, it's, like, not – that's not helpful, you know? You have to, like, influx for the fangirls of the universe, you know? <laughs> well, I also so. think – yeah, well, I wish it was – I I wish it was not a five-star system. I agree, but that's okay. We can't control Goodreads. It's the only yeah. platform. Or at least you could get half stars. Yeah. Because I would give a lot of stuff half stars. I would, too. This would probably be a three-and-a-half or a four-star for me. 
because then my five star because like the rating would shift anyway that's a different episode for another day but like i'm just really thank you for making me read this book it's like the first one like i said that it was like this i'm gonna keep this like it's on my shelf right now yeah you're not i even got rid of uglies after we finished it i was like fuck this i don't need this book you know (laughs) it's like this is one of the ones i was like no i want to keep this one yeah so i didn't go buy golden compass you know yeah and not that we should burn books but aragon should be burned (laughs) aragon should just go into a vault yes where anyone who's over the age of 16 doesn't read it yeah because it's it's rough after that it is rough after that <laughs> i mean if you're 16 you probably still can relate to it some i think fault in our stars can also live there yeah i love it and it's really like a nostalgia read for me but it, yeah it, can it doesn't translate well into adulthood no it really really doesn't it's okay it's fine but this one i think does and i think it's good and i'll be anxious to see when it, what's the next one called do you remember off the top of your head i bet it says in my book Oh, yeah, because it's older. Nope. Bop, bop, bop. Hold on. Nope. Hold on. Also, I never referred back to the Dramatis Personae, ever. Yeah, I probably should have. Uh, Dark Triumph is the second one. Dark Triumph. And then and- Mortal Hearts. Oh, okay. The third one. And then Courting Darkness. I like it. It's just following that two-word trend really well. Mm-hmm. So. Also, the covers are all... The reissues? The re- all the reissues match the new one, which is nice. Yes. Very, very excited, excited about, about that. that. So, so. Okay, what are you making me read? Well, hold on. Let's thank the people for reading the book with us. Thank oh, you yeah. for reading Grave Mercy with but, us. Yay. We're so happy that you guys did that. We ended up really, I ended up really enjoying it. Allison enjoyed her reread. So thank you guys for taking these uh, several weeks and dealing with us on a bye week and still reading the book um, and joining us on this awesome next episode. And now... Allison would like to know what I'm reading. I would just really like to know what I have to read. Yes. Also, so thank you guys. So I'm going to keep stalling. Thank you guys so much for following us. Um, if you like what we do here, please subscribe. Give us a review. Um, as all the other podcasts people ask you to do, if you're a podcast listener, they ask you to rate because it really does matter. And to those, we have like 13 ratings and like all five stars. And like, thank you guys so much. 13 reviews or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it's enough. And we want more. Um, but it's enough right now for you guys to be listening and us not shouting out into the void so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you follow us on social media allison does a great job for that now would you like to know what you're reading are you gonna give me hints i am because i like this game so much more now (laughs) okay um okay you have to think of hints yeah i do um it is a middle grade oh my god a middle grade a middle grade okay it's a middle grade um (laughs) it is speculative fiction in the sense of like it's set in the real world but there's star girl no dang it okay it's not star girl star girl has no magic (sighs) why not star girl doesn't have magic (laughs) star girl is 100 contemporary it's speculative in that like i always call those urban fantasies but like in fiction they're technically speculative fiction i don't know why that's a thing um and but they don't like subgenres in don't exist in children's which is stupid to me but is it like magical realism no okay well no no, there's no. Is it more urban fantasy than magical realism? No, it's more magical realism than urban fantasy. When was it published? It's old. Er. Um, I have no idea. It's one of my absolute favorites of my entire life. Is it the one that the Falconers thing? No, not Stravaganza. You already, I already made you read that one. The City of Masks. I am drawing a big old. And it was first published in two thousand. So the book is almost 20. The book is almost 20 years old. I have no idea. It's set in Venice. God, why? Why? <laughs> what a 
discuss it with you in Venice. I love Venice so much. Hey, another book set in Venice. I feel like you've told me about it, but now I can't remember. The Thief Lord by Cornelia Funk. The Thief Lord. The Thief Lord by Cornelia Funk is going to be our April book. How long and it's is that? Shorter. Okay. Um, it's not short, is it? Three hundred and fifty pages in paperback. Okay, so it's not short, short. No, I'm not giving you like an itty bitty baby, but it's but it's shorter than, it's shorter than this one. The monster I just made you read. Yeah, but it's the Thief Lord by Cornelia Funk. Okay, awesome. Actually, wanted to read that one for a while. Yeah, it's really good, and I it's been one of my favorites for a really long time. So anyway, thank you guys. We hope to see you, hear you, hear from you in April um, when we read the Thief Lord and Allison reads it for the first time um again follow us on all the social media thank you guys for joining us this month yeah and if you just as an extra shout out if you like our podcast um and you've rated and everything and you're awesome also if you know anyone who would be interested in this content share it with them because i think that that hand hand selling these kind of things is really how they get big so word of mouth we appreciate you um we're gonna stop talking to you now though but (laughs) because we are tired and the sun is literally setting in this room that has no lights on in it (laughs) it's getting dark it's It's getting dark and we're hiding all right we will talk to you guys in april i'm allison and i'm kales keep making novel predictions i think i forgot my name there for a (laughs) second bye bye